Hi, everybody. This is Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. Reports show at least 34 people are dead and 170 injured after two separate terrorist bombings rocked Brussels, Belgium, on the morning of March 22nd, 2016. Two nail bomb explosions occurred at the Brussels airport near the American Airlines and Brussels Airlines check-in desks. Authorities later discovered a third unexploded suicide vest on the scene. Shouts in Arabic were reportedly heard prior to the explosions. According to witness Dries Valert, there was a first blast and then, ten seconds later, a second explosion. It was a big, big blast. The ceiling went down. It was just 30 meters from where I was. I saw people down on the ground and I just went running. My first intuition was to get out in case there were attackers with guns. I saw saw a woman around 18 years old with a hole in her hand, with blood pouring out, and a man with an injured ankle and two people down. There was lots of panic. People were running all over the place. Witness Samir Daruch. It was awful. There was just blood. It was like the apocalypse. Only 79 minutes after the airport terrorist attack, another bombing decimated a metro station near the EU headquarters in the Meilbeek area of Brussels. Two suspects related to the attacks were arrested only a mile from the Meilbeek area metro station. Some of the terrorists involved are believed to be still at large. Witness Alexandra Brands. The metro was leaving Malbec station when there was a really loud explosion. It was panic everywhere. There were a lot of people in the metro. Past tense is appropriate. On Friday, Belgium was in high alert after the arrest of Paris terrorist attack suspect Salah Abdelslam. Following his arrest, Abdelslam told authorities he had created a new terrorist network and had planned additional attacks. Belgian, Belgium Interior Minister Jan Jambon, quote, We know that stopping one cell can push others into action. We are aware of it in this case. Belgian Prime Minister Charles Michel, quote, What we feared has happened. In this time of tragedy, this black moment for our country, I appeal to everyone to remain calm, but also to show solidarity. Former FBI counterterrorism official Clint Watts says, That suspected terrorists could sit for four months, not only in Belgium, but in Brussels, and especially in Malbec, and plot these kinds of attacks just four days after the arrest of such a high-level network facilitator, this is shocking to me because they should have been on the highest level of alert. It is hard to conceive that this would happen on such a large scale when it was so obvious that these guys were operating there. After Abdeslam's arrest, you would have to assume everyone in the network was preparing to launch whatever they had. After the Paris attacks, it was a question of not being able to run all the leads down. It's no longer a capacity problem. It's a competency problem. The government pokes the hornet's nest in the Middle East invites lots of people in, and fails to protect you. Terrorism expert Natasha Underhill 
It should in some ways have come as no surprise that there would have been some reaction from the group in response to the capture of Salah Abdeslam. This was no doubt a warning strike to European leaders, and there may be more to come. The group has time and time again issued statements that it will have no mercy in targeting those who are supporting the U.S. and who are fighting against the group. The likelihood of further attacks in Europe is now in very little doubt. Now, ISIS, of course, has claimed responsibility for the bombings. Releasing a statement, Islamic State fighters opened fire inside Zaventem Airport before several of them detonated their explosive belts as a martyrdom bomber detonated his explosive belt in the Malbik metro station. The attacks resulted in more than 230 dead and wounded. For them, it's an attack on the Death Star. It was also reported that Belgium was targeted as, quote, a country participating in the international coalition against the Islamic State. The New York Post reported ISIS supporters gloating about the attack on social media. The state will force you to reevaluate your ways a thousand times before you are emboldened to kill Muslims again and know that Muslims now have a state to defend them. Former CIA Deputy Director Michael Morell, quote, The Islamic State likely has more territory today, around the world, than they did at any time. And they've conducted now attacks in Paris, San Bernardino, and now in Brussels. So I would say they're winning, right? They're winning. And we're going to have to find additional approaches to try to undermine them. The Molenbeek district of Brussels, where the metro station bombing occurred, has been previously described as Europe's terrorist factory. De Presse said, Molenbeek already made headlines for the first time in 2001. Abdesatar Dahmen, the murderer of the Afghan war hero and horror of the Taliban, Ahmed Shah Massoud, was also a regular of the Islamic Center at 18 Rue de Manchester, known for its radical views, as well as Hassan el-Haski, who was presumed behind the attacks in Casablanca, 41 dead in 2003, and Madrid, 200 victims in 2004. The weapons that were used in the attacks on the French satirical paper Charlie Hebdo in January 2015 came from Molenbeek. The French jihadist, Mehdi Nemouche, who caused a bloodbath in the Brussels Jewish Museum the previous year, lived here. In August 2015, Ayub El-Khazani started out from here on his attempt to attack a train from Amsterdam to Paris. Over half the Molenbeek population is Muslim and approximately a quarter come from Morocco, including several of the Paris attackers. Reporter Stefan Frank The majority of the terrorists who have appeared in Europe in recent times originated from a single neighborhood, six square kilometers in size, an astounding concentration. Belgium is, in relation to the size of its population, the greatest European exporter of fighters for the Islamic State in Iraq and Syria, ISIS. Reporter Gilles Gaetner When one walks the streets of this Brussels district with its nearly 96,000 residents, one is overcome by a bizarre impression. Not only would you think you were no longer in the kingdom of Belgium, but an oppressive atmosphere reigns here.
French journalist Eric Zemmour. Instead of bombing Raqqa, France should be bombing Molenbeek. Former U.S. counterterrorism official Frank J. Salufu. It is, in essence, the ground zero of European jihadism. There is no question about that. And the fact that Abdeslam was able to evade authorities for so long demonstrates the high level of support for their network in the community. And this is the question. How many people in the Muslim communities knew about the attackers, knew about the attacks, knew about the plans, knew someone who knew about how many people in the mosques? According to the FBI, they're certainly not helping the American government in finding radicals in America. Socialist Party member and retired longtime Molenbeek mayor, Philippe Moreau, in January 2015. Many have an interest in dividing us. Unfortunately, these people can be found everywhere. There is a contagion of the problem in the Middle East. In the Near East, in the Israeli-Palestinian problem, which leads to some having an interest in provoking local disagreements, like a reflex to what happens over there. It will be said that it is coming from both sides, but it is obvious that they are trying to create hatred for Arabs here in the West in order to justify the policies of the State of Israel, policies that appear unacceptable to me. Socialists and Jihadists Moreau was one of the driving forces behind the passing of Belgium's anti-racism law in 1981 and previously complained about Belgian Jews wanting to deny Muslims their right to diversity. Unfortunately for Molenbeek, Mayor Moreau's successor was no better. According to the New York Times, quote, A month before the Paris terrorist attacks, Mayor Francois Shepmans of Molenbeek, a Brussels district long notorious as a haven for jihadists, received a list with the names and addresses of more than 80 people suspected as Islamic militants living in her area. The list included two brothers who would take part in the bloodshed in France on November 13, as well as the man suspected of being the architect of the terrorist plot, Abdelhamid Ahoud, a Molenbeek resident who had left for Syria to fight for the Islamic State in early 2014. So good. The problem was on the verge of being solved because this fine lady was handed a list of 80 people who could be questioned and, um, you know, these attacks prevented. Ah, well, no, not really. Molenbeek Mayor Francois Shepman said, What was I supposed to do about them? It is not my job to track possible terrorists. That is the responsibility of the federal police. In January 2015, Mayor Shepman initiated dismissal proceedings against a local police officer who wrote, The word Jew itself is dirty. If I were in Israel, frankly, I would do to the Jews what they do with the Palestinians, slaughter each and every one of them. Mayor Shepman's, These statements shock me. I have never been ambiguous about these issues. I cannot accept that a municipal police officer has that attitude. So it's great that she's shocked. I'm not sure how that shock actually translates into prevention of the next terrorist attack. But perhaps there's a magic cloak she has or a magic spell that she's just waiting to deploy. Now, this police officer was part of the same police district whose policemen had been previously ordered not to eat or drink in public during Ramadan due to concerns about offending the Islamic community. Reporter Etienne Dujardin 
recently described the symbiotic relationship between socialist politicians and the Islamic community in Molenbeek. Parties have been practicing a form of cronyism based on elections. They all used the same radical mosques as mouthpieces for their election campaigns. Some saw them as a massive pool of easily available votes. See, just keep firing the welfare cannon at them, buy their votes. What could go wrong? In the last several years, several Muslim Molenbeek politicians have vowed to implement Sharia law in Belgium. Did you know that since 2008, the most popular name in Brussels for baby boys has been Mohammed? Politician Redouin Arouche. We are elected Islamists, but above all, we are Muslims. Islam is compatible with the laws of the Belgian people. As elected Muslims, we embrace the Quran and the tradition of the Prophet Muhammad. We believe Islam is a universal religion. Our presence on the town council will give us the opportunity to express ourselves. I think we have to sensitize people, make them understand the advantages to having Islamic people and Islamic laws. And then it will be completely natural to have Islamic laws and we will become an Islamic state. Did you know that Hitler loved Muslims? Loved the Islamic religion. He actually complained to his pet architect, Albert Speer. He said, it has been our misfortune to have the wrong religion. Why did it have to be Christianity with its meekness and flabbiness? Islam was man religion, a religion of men and hygienic too, he thought. This politician said, I am for the Sharia, Islamic law. I am for it. It is a long-term struggle that will take decades or a century, but the movement has been launched. In 2003, Arouf was sentenced to six months in prison after assaulting his disabled wife. Politician Philip Clays. It is very worrying to see what is happening. We see people with an Islamic background forming their own political party and demanding the introduction of Sharia law and an Islamic state in Belgium. Until now, Muslim people mainly supported socialist parties and other leftist parties, but now they feel confident enough to establish their own party. Good job, socialists. Hey, it's going to be great for the Democrats too when they vote a lot of, they import a lot of third world people in order to shore up the socialist vote for the leftists all throughout the West. Politician Alain Destech. The people of the Islam party refuse to shake hands with women. They do not want to mix with others in public transport and other communal places. They advocate getting married and wearing a veil at 12 years old based on Islamic law. Members of the Islam party have refused to shake hands with François Shepmans, the mayor of Molenbeek. I feel that some people do not understand how similar this is to the behavior of the extreme right and how they are creating their own isolated community. Oh, God. The degree to which Europe talks about nationalist organizations as the extreme right. When was the last time anything was referred to as the extreme left? And I don't think there is a single right of center party in Europe composed of Europeans who's advocating child rape, getting married and consummating marriages at the age of 12. It's the extreme right. No, it's not. You're the extremist. In response to these attacks, Belgium has sent 225 additional troops to Brussels to help restore order 
And the French government ordered 1,600 extra police officers to patrol the nation's borders, train stations, airports, and ports. There is, of course, concern about nuclear facilities. French Prime Minister Manuel Valls. We are at war. We have been subjected for the last few months in Europe to acts of war. French President François Hollande. I vow to relentlessly fight terrorism, both internationally and internally. Through the Brussels attacks, it is the whole of Europe that is hit. So words, words, words. And then political correctness, squelching of dissenting opinion, anti-racism trials, and back to normal until the next attack, rinse and repeat, unless philosophy, reason, and evidence interrupt the spin cycle matrix. Barack Obama. This is... Yet another reminder that the world must unite. We must be together, regardless of nationality, of race, of faith, in fighting against the scourge of terrorism. We can, and we will, defeat those who threaten the safety and security of people all around the world. Hillary Clinton. This is an Horrific attack right in the heart of Europe, and it shows why we need to be in solidarity with our European allies, and why NATO is indispensable in our efforts to protect our country and our friends. But this is going to require a real upping of our security cooperation, not only in our own country, among all levels of authorities, but also with Europeans. And there has to be some honest reckoning about what works and what doesn't work. Hey, Hillary, you know what doesn't work? When Gaddafi tells you that if you undermine the government of Libya, it's going to open up Europe to migrants, and then you basically plot and plan to overthrow the government of Libya, murder Gaddafi, and then open up Europe to invasion from below. That doesn't really work, but you're not going to be talking a lot about that, are you, lady? Ted Cruz. Radical Islam is at war with us. For over seven years, we have had a president who refuses to acknowledge this reality. And the truth is, we can never hope to defeat this evil so long as we refuse to even name it. That ends on January 20th, 2017, when I am sworn in as president. Yeah, yeah, stay classy, Ted. Ride the bodies in Brussels for your own presidential ad piece. Bernie Sanders was unavailable for comment. He was actually observed, there's a few photos of this online, he was chasing a cloud with a baseball bat. He was muttering something about climate change being the greatest threat to the world. Yeah, I think basically it was a lot of highly aggressive and ideologically motivated clouds that dismembered all of those people. You know how you're standing in an airport and you say, is is it a tenth of a degree warmer in here? Ah, that's why my arm is gone. In January 2016, Donald Trump was criticized regarding the practicality of temporarily banning Muslim immigration to the United States. Donald Trump on January 27th said, There is something going on. Go to Brussels. Go to Paris. Go to different places. There is something going on, and it's not good. Where they want Sharia law, where they want this, where they want things that, you know, there has to be some assimilation. There is no assimilation. There is something bad going on. I was in Brussels a long time ago, 20 years ago. So beautiful. Everything is so beautiful. It's like living in a hellhole right now. Donald Trump on March 22nd. I would close up our borders to people until we figure out what's going on. We have to be very, very vigilant with who we let into this country. We are taking in people without real documentation. We don't know who they are or where they're from. We don't learn 
I will tell you, I've been talking about this for a long time. This whole thing will get worse as time goes by. And a lot of Americans look around and say, hey, Islam is the second largest religion in 20 U.S. states. Maybe we could take a break for a little while. Donald Trump went on to say, Brussels was an absolutely crime-free city, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. It was a magical place. Paris is almost as bad. Paris is no longer the beautiful city of light. There are cities in fear. This is a story that seems to be more and more happening. You see what's happening in London and other cities. It's not pretty to watch. Many cities will be this way with what's taking place. The attack, of course, doesn't end here. Everyone in Brussels now is going to live in fear. It has been. Asylum applications by country. This is from 2000 to 2015. Low, 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 2012, 2013, 2014, and particularly in 2015, it went through the roof. The assimilation was not occurring even before then because a lot of the terrorists are second generation. They're actually born in these countries. How have they assimilated? Well, they haven't. So the fact is that what is being laid in now is generations of problems unless something more decisive is done. According to Eurostat, Belgium received over 44,000 asylum applications in 2015. It's a small country, of course. Asylum applications by country, 2000 to 2015. Germany, over 1.4 million. France, 832,000. UK, 655,000. Sweden, 658,000. Belgium, 356,000. And change. Asylum applications, this is just in 2015. Germany, over 476,000. Sweden, 162,000. France, 75,000. Belgium, 44,000. The United Kingdom, almost 39,000. Sources, of course, for all of this are in the description below. Demographic changes in Europe. In a 1974 speech of the United Nations General Assembly, the second president of Algeria stated, quote, One day, millions of men will leave the Southern Hemisphere to go to the Northern Hemisphere, and they will not go there as friends, because they will go there to conquer it. And they will conquer it with their sons. The wombs of our women will give us victory. Outbreeding the infidels is a historically rather popular idea amongst Muslim religious leaders. Quote, We are the ones who will change you! noted a leading Norwegian imam in 2006. Just look at the development within Europe, where the numbers of Muslims is expanding like mosquitoes. Every Western woman in the EU is producing an average of 1.4 children. Every Muslim woman in the same countries is producing 3.5 children. Our way of thinking will prove more powerful than yours. More recently, a top imam told Muslim immigrants to breed with Europeans to conquer their countries. Europe has become old and decrepit and needs human reinforcement. They are not motivated by compassion for the Levant, its people, and its refugees. The imam stated, Soon we will trample them underfoot, Allah willing. So this is the argument that Europe is aging and is inviting people in as tax cattle, not out of any kinds of compassion. He went on to say, Throughout Europe, all the hearts are enthused with hatred toward Muslims. They wish that we were dead, but they have lost their fertility, so they look for fertility in our midst. We will give them fertility. We will breed children with them, 
because we shall conquer their countries. It's not that complicated to figure out what's going on. You just have to listen. Migrating to spread Islam to foreign countries, uh, particularly by breeding, is considered a praiseworthy act among many Muslims. European terrorist attacks. This is the most recent Europol report. There's none more recent. 2013, Germany had 11, Belgium had 20, Spain 33, United Kingdom 35, Ireland 41, France 63. Ah, the cult of multiculturalism and the die in diversity. European Union terrorism-related arrests. France 225. Spain, 90, other 75, UK, 77, Greece, 23, Belgium, 20, Italy, 14, Germany, 11. In 2013, 535 individuals were arrested for offenses related to terrorism. This has been a uh, continuous increase since 2011. So terrorism-related arrests in France were 42% of all terrorism-related arrests in the European Union as a whole. France has also seen, out of all of the European countries, the highest number of people, estimated at over 900 a month, traveling to Syria to join the Islamic State. Thanks, welfare. We'll be back. Population of Belgium. Belgium has uh, just a little over 11 million people. Pew estimated that about 6% of the population was Muslim. This is as of 2010. I assume it's higher now. See, they're at least up by 34 as of this morning. So, Muslims are 6% of the total population of Belgium. They are 45% of the prison population. And that's natural. You know, uh, Islam, as we've mentioned on the show many times, permits or encourages cousin marriages, consanguinity, cousin marriages, shades 8 to 16 IQ points off the population as a whole, lower IQ is higher criminality. And add to that a fairly aggressive ideology. You have a perfect storm and you have taxpayers paying through the nose to house people who've come in from third world countries. Positive attitude towards ISIS. This is broken down by age. 18 to 24, 25 to 34, 35 to 44. Um, I'm not going to go through all the details for those on the podcast. You can look at the video. But in France, it's very high, 20 to 27%. Germany cooks around 3 to 4%. And United Kingdom, the older people are more pro-ISIS, younger people less pro-ISIS. And... um, 15% of French people said they have a positive attitude towards ISIS. That's almost 10 million people who have a positive attitude towards people who behead people, who burn people alive in cages, who kill children, and so on. Overall, 7% of people in the United Kingdom have a positive attitude towards ISIS. I don't think that's a lot of Scots people. And it's 2% overall in Germany. Among France's younger generation, 27% of 18 to 24-year-olds support ISIS, have a positive attitude towards ISIS. Again, sources are below. And this is the total population. This isn't the Muslim population. 
It's the total population. Muslim support, support for suicide bombing by country. And here you can see the younger people much more keen on suicide bombing. So in France, 35% of Muslims support suicide bombing and 42% of young Muslims support suicide bombing. In Spain, 25-29%, Great Britain, 24-35%, Germany, 13-22%, United States. 13% of Muslims support suicide bombing, but 26% of 18-29-year-old to 29 year old Muslims support suicide bombing. Another survey has shown that 16% of young Muslims in Belgium believe that terrorism is, quote, acceptable. And this is just what they're willing to admit. The true numbers are probably far higher. So, when you're thinking about Donald Trump's comments... You need to put them in perspective that a lot of the people who are coming in from, you know, they claim to be Syrian refugees and so on, nobody can vet them, no idea. But uh, they're mostly young men. And in this age range, more than a quarter of them support suicide bombings. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Would you hire Someone from a group, let's say all the redhead, 25% of redhead people supported suicide bombings. Would you want to hire one? Oh, I'm sure they're in the 74%. I'm sure it will be fine. I'm, you know, I'm sure it's only 26. Come on, people. Hey, would you like to go on a blind date? There's a 26% chance she's going to become a stalker. Do you want to go? Can, can, I mean, I know it's government schools, but we can do this math at least, can't we? Now, this is just one story. Just type Belgium rape and immigration into Google and have a look. Russia Today, February 5th, 2016. Belgian police investigating a tip-off about the possible radicalization of a 14-year-old male student have discovered a video implicating him and six others in the gang rape of an unconscious girl. Five of the suspects were Iraqi immigrants. The video was shot on a phone camera and reportedly shows the assailants laughing, singing, and dancing around their victim, who has passed out after drinking too much alcohol. The men pulled the girl's pants down, then groped and raped her, police told the Belgian media. Police officials in Ostend, Belgium's largest coastal city, discovered the evidence of the sex crime as they were investigating a 14-year-old student of the Ostend Technical Institute, who had been seen showing his friends a photo of himself wearing military garb and holding a submachine gun. The gang rape video was found on the boy's phone. Several of the suspects showed little remorse for the incident which happened in November and didn't even believe it was a crime at all, the police said. One of the suspects, She has nothing to complain about. Women must obey men. Austin Mayor Johan van der Lennart said, It is clear that some newcomers have problematic beliefs about relations between men and women. When they have served their sentences, they must leave the country. Belgian Minister for Asylum and Immigration, Theo Franken. Rapists won't be given asylum. They will be sent back to Iraq if they are found guilty. But it's really important that feminists focus on the theoretical rape culture in universities where women are actually safest from rape than just about anywhere else in society. I've already done a rant about this whole situation, so I don't really have much to say 
in closing, other than this. What people believe really, really, really matters. When I was growing up, there was a statement that said, character is destiny. The values that you choose to accept, that you choose to live by, that you choose to enact in this world are your destination. I don't care to judge individuals. I only judge belief systems. Because if the belief system says do X, either people are going to do X or they're going to be hypocrites and avoid doing X. And neither people committed to immoral actions nor those who believe the immoral actions are good but refuse to do them. In other words, either the evildoers or the moral hypocrites. How on earth can either one be welcome in any society that has the capacity to choose who comes in, if anyone? The West can pick and choose. This is not like Sierra Leone. You can pick and choose who comes in. Why on earth would you choose people more than a quarter of whom want or believe that suicide bombing is great? 15% of entire group believe that terrorism... Why, why, why would you want any of this? You don't have to. You don't need to. And so... Europe needs to seriously question the welfare state, which is what these people are coming from. You know, you put out a plate of sugar, you're going to get a bunch of flies. And Europe needs to find ways to lower taxes so that the native population has enough money to raise kids and have kids. And um, absent that, um, certainly character is destiny, but demographics is determinism.